Welcome to Christian Assembly, a family church. Since 1930, we've been serving the communities of Western Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia with the good news of Jesus Christ. With over 40 years of Bible teaching and ministry experience, Pastor Bill brings faith-filled revelation from God's Word. We believe with you, wherever you are, that God will inspire and change your life through the following teaching. For more information about Christian Assembly, follow us on social media or visit our website at cafamily.net. As you can see, I am not Pastor Bill. I am not that handsome. I am handsome, but not that like him. <laughs> Pastor Bill, wherever you are, we send a big blessing to your life, to your family, your wife, your children. And uh, we miss you here. This, this place is for Pastor Bill. This was made for Pastor Bill. But if God can use a donkey, he can use me today. That's the only thing that I know. Uh, can you close your eyes, please? And let's pray. Dear God, we thank you this morning. What a beautiful day. What a beautiful morning. What a wonderful, wonderful opportunity we have to give you glory, praise, and honor. Nobody else but you deserve it. This morning, we came to this place to listen to your voice, Lord. Don't let us go back to our house empty one more time. Oh, Lord, whatever you have to tell me, whatever you have to say, my eyes are yours, my ears are yours, my heart is yours, my whole being is yours, and I'm in your hands. I worship you, we give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise. Amen and amen. How many do you know that church, Christian Assembly, it's a, like a training center? You know, when you go to college, when you go to school, you go to a place where you're going to be trained. I mean, you start your training in your house. That's why you have a father, you have a mother. Those who doesn't have a father or mother, you have either one. And if you don't have, if you don't have a mother or a father, you have somebody who can help you, you know, uh, growing in faith in your life, you know, getting mature getting experience in life, to be a good man, to be a good woman, especially for God. So when we come to Christian Assembly and somebody's preaching, like Pastor Bill, you know, most of the times, or me or whoever, whoever the Lord uses that day, God is giving you um, tools so you can go back to your house that you can use with your family, your wife, your kids, and when you go to work. That's the reason why you come to this place. We come to the to Christian Assembly to give, um, to honor the name of the Lord, to not, not only to tithe and give, uh, you know, offerings, because that's not what God is looking for. People who tithe, people who uh, um, give good offerings. God is looking for people with a willing, um, willing heart to look for his presence. The rest, the Lord is going to do it. When you are blessed, the house of the Lord is blessed. You can bring your tithe. You can bring your offerings. We can help people just like uh, this church is doing every single Wednesday, Thursday. Um, when we give you enough food away, that is a big blessing. That's the reason why God called this 
church and put it in this place, established it in this place, to be a light for this whole community, to be a blessing. That's the reason why you were called. So, uh, like an introduction, I want to ask you this morning, when you guys went to school, what was the subject that you didn't like at all? If there was one. Everybody's laughing now. History. Math. That's the one I was, she's not in the spirit. Or maybe you are very, you know, very intelligent, very smart. Everybody agrees. Math. Repeat after me. Evil math. Oh my gosh. That was the subject that I hated so bad when I went to college. In fact, I knew that I couldn't make it. And, uh, you know, my friends over there, they were asking me, hey, who's going to be your math teacher? I don't have any clue. And they said, well, there's only two of them. First one is um, John, and the second one is, uh, um, what, what's his name, Pirona. He died a long time ago. And they said, it better not be Pirona because you're going to be in trouble. And guess what? When I went to school, when I went to my, my classroom, somebody was showing in there with a big belly. And he was going like, uh, good morning. I'm your math teacher. My name, is, uh, my name is Pirona. And I said, Lord, have mercy on me. <laughs> to make the long story short, I didn't pass math. I hated even more. And I said, Lord, this is not for me. Why do I need math in my life? <laughs> the only math that I need is my, you know, my bills in my hands and counting. One, two, three, four hundred, three hundred, five thousand, ten thousand. That's the only math that I need. So, well, I needed to, to study it. And I didn't have another option. So I went through that tribulation. And uh, I, over, I, I was more than an overcomer. And I passed it. So the same thing happened in life with, um, in, uh, with our relationship with God. We have to go through subjects, situations in our life that we don't like at all. And you can name them. Okay? You know what, this, what, uh, what are those situations in life that takes you out of balance. And you go like, uh, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but you are the only answer that I have. If you are with me, I can overcome this. That's a good thing that you have got with you. So I want to share with you one holy formula, even though I hate math. <laughs> even though I hated that teacher like you will never believe it. Everybody hated him. Everybody. In fact, uh, <laughs> This is not a good thing to say, but when he passed away, everybody was so happy. <laughs> because all the evil that he caused in so many students. So hope he made it to heaven. I don't know, but you know, God works in mysterious ways. So this is the, fair, the, the formula, the holy formula that I want to share with you. And I want to talk to you about faith. And this is the formula. Okay. Faith plus action equals glory. Did you get it? 
Do you have a pen in your hands? Yes. Grab one because you're going to need this for this weekend. This week, I mean. This week and this weekend. Faith plus action equals glory. What makes your car wrong when you wake up in the morning? What makes it wrong? Gas. Gasolina. Gasoline. That's what makes your car wrong. When you come to Christian Assembly, when you came this morning to church, and so many people are going to church, they are going there, you know, to listen to a word that can challenge them, you know, to uh, do their best. So, what you need in your life, the gasoline, the gas, the fuel in your life, it's called faith. You know that the first message that I heard right here in Christian Assembly, I was sitting in the back pew, the very last one. Pastor Bill was preaching. My English was so bad. Not, as, not that it's the best one right now. But you know what? He was preaching about faith. That was his first message that day. And you know that um, Pastor Bill is the kind of guy that he talks like he's, he's got a machine gun. You know, he talks so, I don't know, I don't know what's a secret, but he talks so fast. And I said, what he's saying is, you know, he's in, in, in I mean, his preaching is impacting my life. But I, I just can't follow him. So I had to get, you know, his, uh, it was a, like a, a cassette by that time. Right now we talk about CDs. Okay? And more, more technology. And I said, well, the Lord is blessing my life through these words. So when you go to church or, or somebody is sharing God's word to you, what they have inside is fuel. If your tank is empty, when you listen to those words, those are the words that start, you know, making uh, noises inside of you, noise, and that your whole machine start, starts working. You know what I mean? You see, you, can you get the picture? The gas, the fuel you need in your life is faith. You know what the Bible says about faith? Without faith is what? Impossible. Impossible. So if there's something that is impossible, is to please God and worship God if you don't have faith. You see what I mean? Jelly bean? You need faith. You need the fuel. You need the gasoline. There is a guy, you know, he's from Puerto Rico. A mí me gusta la gasolina. Have you heard that? A mí me gusta la gasolina. Dame más gasolina. Well, that's what we need this morning. We need to sing that to the Lord. We need to tell the Lord, Lord, I need the gasoline. I need the fuel. The fuel of the Spirit. I need faith so I can step out of this boat so that I can do my best for you. So faith plus action produce what? Glory. Now, come with me to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. And it goes like this. <clears throat> Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we 
don't what? See. But we don't see. One more time. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we don't see. So, in other words, faith is trust, belief, conviction, complete trust or confidence in someone or something. Trust, belief, conviction, trust, or confidence in someone or something. I'm going to give you the, one of the best examples that I have. How many of you like, guys, you know, you like traveling? Especially you, Jane. I love traveling. I love it and I admit it. I'm a maniac when I talk about traveling. So I talked to my wife and I said, um, it was a few months ago, it was our 29th um, wedding anniversary. And I said, I'm going to give her a, a good surprise. I, you know what? If you don't know my wife, she hates flying. She's, is she here? I just want to make sure that I'm not going to see it. I'm not going to say anything wrong. I'm so glad she doesn't speak English. So, if somebody translate this to her, please don't come next, next Sunday. I'm not going to welcome you in, in this place. So, she hates flying. She doesn't, I mean, she doesn't, like, she doesn't like flying at all. So, I said, I want to take her to one of the best places that I've ever been in this country, Hawaii. So, uh, five months ago, I went to Hawaii with my sister who lives in Poland, um, cousins that I had in D.C. and some other places in uh, Maine and here in the States. And then we got together. We had such a great time. And I said, I'm going to see my wife in here. I know she doesn't like traveling, but I, and I'm going to start, you know, taking a, a step of faith. So, I bought a T-shirt for her, and it says, Welcome to Hawaii. And I know that whenever I, whenever I give it to her, she's going to get so excited. Not at all. <laughs> so I say, it's 29th year, 29 long years. Think about this, woman. I've been extending you for 29 long years. <laughs> so we deserve a big celebration, don't we? And she said, I agree. Where are we going? She thought that we were taking a trip, you know, like from here to Lake Erie or something like that. And I said, woman, I have a wonderful surprise for you. What is it? She was so excited. I'm taking you to the best place in this country. And she said, come on, say it. Speak it out. And I said, how, why? And she was going like a... <laughs> what are you talking about, Hawaii? How long does it take to get there? Oh, it's just 15 hours. How many hours? 15 hours. How many hours are they? 15 long hours, woman. Round that up, 16. <laughs> so to make the long story short, we went, to the, uh, we went to the airport here in Pittsburgh. And uh, when, we, uh, I, <laughs> when I bought my ticket, I called these guys and I said, um, do I have to buy, you know, my seat? And she said, no, if you don't want to buy it, don't buy it. Because those are not, you know, they are not cheap. And I said, well, if I can save this money, I will save it. You know, saving some, some extra moolah will help you some. So I didn't buy, you know, the seats. And then my wife said, okay, I'm coming with you. Let's go together and blah, 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 blah. And then when we got in there, guess what? For not buying my ticket, the plane was full. That lady lied to me or the devil was using her for his glory. 
So we sat in the last seat. And for those who used to fly a lot, you know that those are the worst seats to get when you fly. Boom, boom, boom. When the bumping comes, you know what I'm talking about. You're going to be all the way like this. So I said, Lord, I was praying for weeks so we have a wonderful weather. And my wife and I, we can enjoy, you know, this wonderful experience. And uh, that morning was a, it wasn't that, you know, that cloud. It wasn't that cloudy. And uh, it, was, it was a nice day to fly. Buckle up. Get ready. So the pilot got the revelation. He goes, he's telling all the passengers, you know what, we're, bad weather is going to cause, you know, a lot of turbulence through the whole way. And I was going like, oh, no, 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 no. This is the first long trip we take together, 16 hours together, 16 long hours, and it's going to be like this. We had to fly from Pittsburgh to Dallas and then from Dallas to uh, Hawaii. So she was looking at me like, uh, oh, oh, my gosh, I just can't believe we're taking this trip together. And I said, yeah, you don't know what's going to come now. <laughs> get ready, baby. I was going to get, you know, I just, I just told her, you know, buckle up, and if you want to use my... my my seatbelt, you know, go ahead and use it too because you're, you're going to need it. <laughs> and I love those suddenlies from God. I was sitting, in, I was seated in there. And suddenly, those are the suddenlies that I love from God. I got a text and that this is what I read. I, I got to read it to you just like I got it. This is, this is great. You know what the Lord said. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. And I said, Glenda, I have a good news. I have two news for you. First one, the plane is going to move like you will never believe it. She gave me a look like, can we get out of here? And I said, the, but the second good news that I have to give is this. The Lord who watches Israel and you and me, we are the spiritual Israel. He's watching over us and we, won't have to, we don't have to be afraid. And she was going like, uh, do you really mean that? Because she's very, is she here? <laughs> you know that I'm scared already because I don't like this. And I said, woman, Warming up. It's just three hours from here to Dallas. And then eight hours until we get to Hawaii. And we were flying and all the way the plane was moving like you will never believe it. Bumping and bumping and bumping the whole way for three long hours. I said, Lord, are we going to make it? And the Lord said, he who watches, he who watches Israel will not sleep. So if He's watching over me. He's watching over you as well. Believe me, no matter what your situation is, he's watching over you in your finances. I don't have the money to pay this, Lord. I don't have the strength to do this more. I am fed up with this situation, Lord. My leg, my back, my heart, my cancer, my kidneys, my cancer one more time. 
Make a choice this morning and tell your cancer is not your cancer anymore. Hallelujah. I mean, call the things that are not so as they are. Amen. How can I make this more clear for you? In times of tribulations, he is by your side. Amen. That's why you need faith in your life to take every, you know, one step at a time. One step at a time. Guess what? After uh, 15, 16 long hours flying, when we made it, my wife, she had such a great time. Like you will never, I, I, I have never seen my wife, you know, being so happy. Of course, she had me by her side <laughs> to begin with. But I got in trouble. You know what? When we came back, she asked me this question. When are we going back? And I said, you know how to count? Don't count on me yet. <laughs> God wants to bless us the whole way. He knows the road. Nobody else knows it better than him. Nobody else. If you see, we think that God can only work straight all the time. He has mysterious ways to work in our life. You have experienced it because I can see it in your eyes. Your eyes are telling me that I have been through those tribulations in my life. But you know what? We are more than conquerors. That's what we are. And the devil, he wants, he wants us to see ourselves like a defeated people. I am not defeated. Who said so? You got a revelation this morning. I'm talking to you. You are not defeated. And you are not getting older. You are getting younger. I speak to my body every single day. Can you believe that I'm 57 years old? I'm going to turn 58 right now, and I still feel like 20 some. I still feel like a, well, not like a baby, because my toe, you know, it hurts a little bit. But you know what? It doesn't matter how old you are. The Bible talks about a man named Abraham, the father of faith. You know, my father's uh, middle name is Abraham. And my mother had the revelation to name me the same. Ernay Abraham. What a beautiful name, isn't it? <laughs> Ernay Abraham. And when I was reading, you know, I love the story about Abraham when the Lord called him and he said, I'm going to take you out of here to a place of abundance and I'm going to bless you and I'm going to make of you know, a great nation. I get excited because the same word is for me. Think about it. The same word is for you this morning. God wants to make great things with you, but you have to get in agreement with him. I gotta say one more time. You have to you have to get in agreement with God so He can work great things through you. Amen. Oh, brother or neighbor, you don't know. Every time when I wake up in the morning, my back cracks like a like a crack barrel. And it goes like a you know what? Get your hand, put your hand to work, put it in your back. 
and start declaring God's word. Amen. That's the only way how it works. But you know what? I tried that, but it didn't work. Try it again. Try it again. Do it again. Until it works. Why? Because it's not my word. It's God's word what's going to work in your life. So that's why we need that holy formula like a faith plus action equals glory. Do you remember the time when Peter and his, um, Jesus' disciples were in the boat? And Jesus, were, he was walking in, in the water. And all his disciples, they thought that it was a ghost walking around. When Jesus was getting closer and closer and closer, Peter saw him and he said, If it's you, Lord, ask me to come to you. And uh, the rest is history. You know what happened? All, I mean, how many disciples were in that boat? Twelve disciples. How many people we have in here? Think about this. If we all get in agreement and we all pray for more souls to win for his kingdom, not to make this church a little bit bigger, not to have a lot of people, you know, sitting in those seated in those pews every single Sunday. We want to see lives that are going to be transformed yes. to his in his image. That's what we're, that's the purpose why we're here. You know, when I'm holding my sign out there every single Sunday, I put my best smile on my face. It's not hard for me. No, of course not. I put my best smile, even though I don't feel like it. Because sometimes I have to admit, I don't feel like coming. But I said, Lord, one more time, you can use this vessel for your glory. Holding a sign, preaching, a, preaching uh, the gospel in here, preaching a message, singing a song, uh, collecting the tithe and offerings, uh, teaching to the kids back there. And this is what happened. Listen to me. Out of the 12 disciples, only one, only one of them jumped out of, out of that boat. Only one of them. His name, Peter. And he started walking in water, in the water, and that he was walking towards Jesus. And suddenly, he walked around. He saw his circumstances. And he found out that he was breaking the physical laws. Are you following me? And then he started what? Thinking. Because he saw his circumstances. You know that when, when we, um, we as men, we find the woman of our dreams and we want to get married, we're so excited about it, isn't it? And, you know, that lady, your wife, she starts, you know, making all the preparations for the wedding and all that, you know, that everything looks so perfect. And they take a honeymoon. When they come back, they're going to start. I'm not, I'm not trying to scare anybody here. <laughs> I'm just talking based on my experience, your experience. How many years together, guys? 58. Huh? 
You gotta be Oh my goodness, 58. You're so old, is that old? 58, my age, my age. Can you believe that? Is that a sign or what? 58 more years and I'm gonna be, mm. When you get back from your honeymoon, that's when you're gonna have more intimacy and you're gonna get to know each other a little bit better, and a little bit better, and a little bit better. You need those, you know, when two bulls, you know, get together and they hit, you know, their horns. God is building, God starts, you know, building character in your life. That's what he did with Peter. That's exactly what he did with him. When he saw his circumstances, he was going like, a, oh, oh, this is, this is not happening. So he started sinking. He started sinking and sinking and sinking, and the Lord grabbed him by his hand and pulled him out. That's exactly what God do, does with us in our life. He takes us to places where he wants to use you. And that when we start looking at, at, at all the circumstances, our limitations, that's when we get in trouble. And I want to close this with you. Think about this. And try to record this on your mind. Renee, you don't walk by sight. You walk by faith. Amen. Amen. Amen, brother. Not everything is pink at church. I don't know if you have that expression in English. I mean, not everything looks beautiful. You have to face situations in life, in church, in your house, in your job, wherever you go, wherever you go. But you know what? Yeah. You know what? The good news today is that God is by your side. Amen. I'm going to say it one more time. The good news today is that God is by your side. Amen. That's all I need. You know, sometimes <clears throat> I tell my wife, I'm going to be honest this morning. I tell my wife and my kids, you know what? It's a, you are a blessing to my life. My kids are a blessing for my life. But there's only one thing that I need by my side. And that is Jesus. Because he's the reason why I'm still here. I'm telling you guys, for me to tell you all this, I had to go through a process. And I'm still working on, I'm still working on it. And God still working in my situations. But you know what? I decided not to give up. Sometimes I feel like I'm going to get the towel and I'm going to throw it away. Don't do that. Don't do it. Don't even think about it. Because God wants to work in the middle of your situation. Can you stand up?